0: Before the terrified family and friends, the child began to change. Its legs elongated and stretched. Bones snapped like hollow husks and reshaped in unnatural convex directions. Its feet turned into hooves. Its rib cage cracked and its spine shifted to make way for the leathery wings to sprout forth. The Jersey Devil is often described as a bipedal creature resembling a kind of warped kangaroo-like or wyvern shape. It has the head of a horse or goat, cloven hooves, leathery wings like that of a bat, clawed skeletal hands included, and a forked tongue and tail. It is very fast and has a blood curdling scream like millions of tiny nails raking across a chalkboard applied to the nth degree. It was also Human. The Jersey Devil is also and actually was first known as the Leeds Devil. An article from a local paper reported this all the way back in 1887 of a farmer and his recollection of the Devil of Leeds and being told of the monster for years. I quote Whenever he went near it, it would give a most unearthly yell, frightening the dogs. It whipped at every dog in the place. That thing, said the colonel, is not a bird nor an animal, but it is the Leeds devil. According to the description, it was born over in Evansham, Burlington County, a hundred years ago. There is no mistake about it, I never saw the horrible critter myself, but I can remember well when it was roaming around Evansham Woods 50 years ago, and when it was hunted by men and dogs and shot at by the best marksmen there were in all of South Jersey. But it could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington or any of the adjoining counties that does not know of the Leeds devil. And it was the boogaboo to frighten children with when I was a boy. End quote. The origin of the devil of Leeds, or what we know today as the Jersey devil, can be traced back to 1735. Welcome back to Ickernink, where we dredge the depths of the horrific and hilarious in all their gore and glory. I am, as always, Micah. I'm Chelsea. We are a couple of authors who just like to sit around and tell spooky stories, and we are here to take you on another exciting pilgrimage across the cosmos to weave in and out and through the multiverse and discover with you all the secrets of lore and legend. This week, we will be exploring the Jersey Devil. I have wanted to do an episode on this dude for a long time, and the more and more I read and researched on him, the more and more I fell in love with him.
1: Jane Leeds was known as Mother Leeds in her hometown of Pine Barrens in South New Jersey. Mother Leeds had 12 children and loved them each dearly, but was distraught to find out that she was pregnant with another. She cursed the day that she found out and cursed the child, for what child would bring upon such misery and despair upon a mother whose womb had 12 born already? She couldn't bear it. On a sinister and stormy night in 1735, Mother Leeds bore the child, but would not look upon its face. Her husband, children, and friends were all gathered around and were witness to all the devilish and disturbing things that happened next. The child was born as a happy and healthy baby boy, but it was cursed, cursed by its mother, who wanted nothing to do with it and cursed by its very bloodline, its very birthright, For though Miss Leeds was indeed the boy's mother, Mr. Leeds was not its father. Its father was the devil himself. The child's cries as it was jettisoned into this mortal coil quickly took on a high-pitched and horrific timbre. Its scream was so loud that it shattered the ceramic bowl full of lukewarm water and bloodied towels that was next to the birthing table. As blood and water flowed, so too did the mortal restraints that held the boy. Windows fractured and the house shook as the storm raged outside as well as within.
0: Before the terrified family and friends, the child began to change. Its legs elongated and stretched. Bones snapped like hollow husks and reshaped in unnatural convex directions. Its feet turned into hooves. Its ribcage cracked and its spine shifted to make way for the leathery wings to sprout forth. Its spine reformed and erupted from the baby's tailbone, taking the shape of a forked tail. It began to growl as the rest began to scream and run, and then its head. Its head began to move, began to swim, to somehow become malleable and shapeless, like clay oversaturated. The head took the shape of a goat, slit eyes and horns. It is said that the demon child beat its wings and took to the air, attacking everyone within the small home with its claws and tail before rushing out into the night, taking refuge in the forests of the Pine Barrens. You love this or what?
1: dude? This is freaking intense.
0: Right? The demon child still haunts the areas of South Jersey and Philadelphia to this day. It is said to be immortal and impervious to all forms of weapon and religion. Local clergymen have attempted to exorcise the beast from the region multiple times to no avail. These attempts do nothing but anger the devil and remind it of its pain that it went through during its birth. The Jersey Devil has been known to topple trees onto unsuspecting victims, killing them instantly. It is also known to call upon its hellfire and boil those who he catches swimming in lakes and ponds and rivers in the surrounding area. Though the corrupt origin of this fiendish cryptid is well known, the identity of Mother Leeds is somewhat of an area of contention amongst the scholars and researchers of the Leeds Devil. Mother Leeds is often referred to as Jane Leeds, though there are no documents to support this woman ever having lived in the Pine Barrens area at that time. A more substantive identity would be that of Deborah Leeds, who did, in fact, live with her husband, Japheth Leeds, and their 12 children in the Pine Barrens in the early 18th century. This is evidenced by a will written by Japhet Leeds in 1736 that included Deborah and his 12 children. However, a 13th child born to the Leeds family in 1735 was stricken from the will. Now this is interesting enough, but here at Icker Inc. we are not satisfied with interesting enough. We want interestinglier the most, or the interestingliest of all time. So let us go back even further to the 17th century where Japhet's father Daniel Leeds battled his arch nemesis in colonial era political intrigue. Get this, Daniel Leeds was an almanac publisher and politician whose main competition and rival was none other than Benjamin Franklin. What? Leeds was no match for Franklin and was easily painted as the bad guy by Franklin, even so much so as to be labeled a monster by Franklin's supporters. This moniker followed Leeds for the rest of his life and seemed to be one that would continue to haunt his legacy as Japhet Leeds would learn. The sins of the father are to be laid upon the children. Daniel Leeds was an English Quaker, but was swiftly ostracized from his congregation after an article that he published containing astrological elements was brought to the congregation's attention. The Quaker community seized and destroyed all of Daniel Leeds' work, citing them as pagan and blasphemous, thus cementing his reputation as a monster.
1: Daniel's third wife, and Japheth's mother, bore nine children. His second wife died in childbirth giving birth to a baby girl, which also died. Daniel's first wife bore three children. Nine plus three living children equals twelve, and one dead child makes thirteen. Leeds continued writing his astrological almanacs and even began writing anti-Quaker works and rhetoric. His and Franklin's. Competition continued well after his death, as his son, Titan Leeds, one of Daniel's sons, took up the mantle and continued the Leeds' assault on the Quakers and Franklin. Titan and Franklin became so embittered toward one another that they released continuing sparring writings, each accusing the other of more and more heinous and unsavory acts. The coup de grace was after Titan's death. Franklin reminded the people of the Leeds' blasphemous and occultist reputation, and also their stance on monarchy, being heavily pro-monarchy in a largely anti-monarchy community. Titan also had begun using his family crest to sign his works and the works of his family. The crest is that of a wyvern, a dragon-like beast with large leathery bat-like wings and razor-sharp claws. Not unlike certain aspects of the Leeds devil, This crest was likely the linchpin of the Leeds' monstrous and evil legacy. So when did the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds become the Jersey Devil that we are all familiar with? According to Brian Regal, a Keene University historian of science, it was in the dawn of the 20th century, 1909 to be exact. He states, During the pre-revolutionary period, the Leeds family, who called the Pine Barrens home, soured its relationship with the Quaker majority. The Quakers saw no hurry to give their former fellow religionist an easy time in circles of gossip. His wives had all died, as had several children. His son, Titan, stood accused by Benjamin Franklin of being a ghost. The family crest had winged dragons on it. In a time when thoughts of independence were being born, these issues made the Leeds family political and religious monsters. From all this over time, the legend of the Leeds Devil was born. References to the Jersey Devil do not appear in newspapers or other printed material until the 20th century. The first major flap came in 1909. It is from these sightings that the popular image of the creature, bat-like wings, horse head, claws, and general air of a dragon, became standardized.
0: So we've covered the legend we've covered the leads, but I don't think that this episode would be complete without a look at some of the most curious encounters with the beast. First and foremost, the Bonaparte incident. The King of Spain, Joseph Bonaparte, yes, Napoleon Bonaparte's brother, tucked tail and ran after his defeat to the English in the Peninsula War. He ran to New York. After spending some time there and in Philadelphia, Bonaparte landed in Bordentown, New Jersey, where he erected a large mansion on a sprawling estate. It is said to have been a little piece of France right there in Jersey. Acres and acres of forest, with a king's road winding throughout, lavishly manicured gardens and lawns, even its own lake. During the winter of 1813, Bonaparte went hunting in his forest. He said that he had come across the most peculiar set of prints in the snow, They were prints of a donkey, but it was only one set, like the donkey was walking on two legs, like a human would. A sound behind him sent him spinning around to stare directly into the face of the devil. He described it as a huge creature with a horse's head and wings. He took a shot at the beast, hitting it directly in the chest, but causing no damage. The creature took to the sky and let out an ear-piercing screech that had Bonaparte on his knees reeling. Later that day, he swore to all at his estate that he had encountered the devil.
1: According to HistoryCollection.com, back in the 1800s, people who lived in the middle of the Pine Barrens were given the nickname Pine Rats because they were often living in huts and cabins in the middle of nowhere scavenging for supplies whenever they could find it. Today, they're called pineys, or, like everywhere else in the country, just plain old rednecks. The woods were filled with moonshiners, criminals on the lam, runaway slaves, and men who deserted the draft. Basically, everyone was hiding in the wilderness from something, and it was even more of a reason to give them a rude nickname. Most pine rats were superstitious, and told a lot of spooky campfire stories about local legends, especially during the 1800s. So it was very rare for residents to go out into the woods after dark for fear of the Jersey Devil. In an issue of the Atlantic Monthly, a woman named Hannah Butler, who was labeled to be a pine rat, was drinking a strong apple cider that was known as Jersey Lightning. So she lost her fear at night and started walking in the forest. Sure enough, the one time she decided to go out and heard the blood-curdling screams that became famous for the Jersey Devil, she came face to face with a Jersey Devil and described it as having black fur and hooves. Its face looked like a horse or a goat, but it stood on only two legs and had large, leathery wings.
0: According to WeirdNJ.com, The most infamous of these accounts occurred during the week of January 16th through the 23rd, 1909. Early in the week, reports started emerging from all across the Delaware Valley that strange tracks were being found in the snow. The mysterious footprints went over and under fences, through fields and backyards, and across the rooftops of some houses. They were even reported in the large cities of Camden and Philadelphia. Panic immediately began to spread and posses formed in more than one town. Fear and intrigue grew even greater when it was reported that bloodhounds refused to follow the Unidentified Creatures Trail in Hamilton. Schools closed and suffered low attendance throughout lower New Jersey and in Philadelphia. Mills in the Pine Barrens were forced to close when workers refused to leave their homes and travel through the woods to get to their jobs eyewitnesses spotted the beast in Camden and in Bristol Pennsylvania and in both cities police fired on it but did not manage to bring it down. A few days later it reappeared in Camden attacking a late night meeting of a social club and then flying away. Earlier that day it had appeared in Haddon Heights terrorizing a trolley car full of passengers before flying away. Witnesses claimed that it looked like a large flying kangaroo. Another trolley car full of people saw it in Burlington when it scurried across the tracks in front of their car. In West Collingswood, it appeared on the roof of a house and was described as an ostrich-like creature. Firemen turned their hose upon it, but it attacked them and then flew away. The entire week, people reported that their livestock, particularly their chickens, were being slaughtered. This was most widespread in the towns of Bridgeton and Millville. This marauding misanthrope reappeared later in the week in Camden, where a local woman found the beast attempting to eat her dog. She hit it with a broomstick, and it flew away. And these are just a few of the myriad reports and encounters that surround this centuries-old cryptid.
1: Well, that does it, everybody, for this week's episode of and Inc. Meeting Monsters Mini. Thank you all so much for joining us for this week's episode. I am, as always, Chelsea.
0: And I'm Micah.
1: This has been Iker and Ink, and you've been a beautiful audience. Good night. Good night.